Welcome to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. To learn more about Hope and our weekend worship opportunities, visit HopeChurchMemphis.com. Today's message comes from Senior Pastor Rufus Smith. Let's pray together. Gracious God, our Father, we pause now to capture your presence and to ask and thank you for the total sufficiency of Jesus Christ, the supply of your spirit, and fellowship with other Jesus followers. We ask that you would teach our minds, control our emotions, govern our behavior, and transform our lives so that whether we are here or there, now or then, heaven or earth, time or eternity, dead or alive, asleep or awake, in this body or out of it, we want Jesus Christ to be the center and circumference, the sum and substance, the basis and boundary of all that we ever hope to be. Now give us listening ears and help us to be more bold on tomorrow for having said under your word today. In your name we pray, amen. I hold in my hand a Brillo pad, a steel wool advertised as SOS. Anybody? I became familiar with these because my wife would require me to use them once I had eaten and the dishes were already washed. So this SOS pad I became very familiar with. You know, this steel wool is not so abrasive that it ruins this dish. But it is abrasive enough to restore and clean this dish to usefulness. I'm going to say that again because it's an illustration of boldness. This steel wool is not so abrasive that it ruins this dish, but it is abrasive enough to clean and restore this dish to usefulness. It's an illustration of boldness. And that's what I've been talking about this weekend, a prayer for boldness. Human beings by nature are cautious. We are non-confrontational. Sometimes we are timid or even indifferent. And so we need to pray for boldness because we need it at critical junctures in life. So here's the sermon in a sentence. Boldness is not natural. Not for most people. Boldness is not natural. Neither is it reckless or stupid. But boldness is controlled abrasiveness. It's controlled abrasiveness designed to confront and correct. 
It's not natural. When was the last time that I was bold about something? The Greek word means to have nerves. It means guts. It means temerity. It means spunk. But it's not reckless. It's not abusive. It's controlled abrasiveness that's designed to confront and correct. We need it. Let's look at a story, a prayer of boldness in Acts chapter 4. I'm going to read several excerpts from this passage. And then we can learn three things from it. One, so they called for them and ordered them not to speak or preach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. After threatening them further, they released them. And they were, after they were released, they, Peter and John, went to their own people and reported everything that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they, the church, heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all with all boldness. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God. How? Boldly. Boldly. We need to pray for boldness. Because human beings by nature are cautious and non-confrontational. Boldness is not natural. So we pray for boldness in these three areas. One, we need boldness to render unusual service. We need boldness to render unusual service. After all, it was service, unusual service, unconventional service, that got the apostles in trouble in the first place. You would think that you would get in trouble, be arrested, threatened, and beaten because of something you did bad. That was not the case. They got in trouble because of unusual service, something they did good. It was spiritual service in the name of Jesus, and it got them in trouble. Let's pick up a little of what the story says. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried there. He was placed there each day at the temple gate called Beautiful so that he could beg from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for money. Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, Look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter says, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Now watch this. Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and his ankles became strong. They rendered unusual service because most of us ignore needs or we're indifferent toward needs. But Peter and John did something quite unusual for apostles or elders or scribes in that day. They said to the man, look on us. I don't have silver and I don't have gold, but what I do have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And they took his right hand. They touched him and pulled him toward them. And the Bible says that his feet and ankles received strength. Now, this is what got him in trouble too. The man started walking and running and leaping and praising God all over the temple. Now, I don't know about you, but if at 40 years old, the Bible says this man was, if you had never walked before, and all of a sudden now you could walk, you would have no shame walking and leaping and praising God all over the temple, don't care what anybody says. So unusual service. When was the last time that I rendered unusual service. We try to do that here at Hope with Team Read, going into under-resourced schools to help second graders learn how to read before they enter the fourth grade to improve their lot in life. We know how dire the statistics are if they're not reading by the end of third grade. And many of you are involved in that endeavor. We're involved in the endeavor of Hope for Mackie and Friends with exceptional need children, families with developmental disabilities, 70% of whom is unchurched or dechurched. Another 70% are divorced, so they're often alone. We put resources behind this ministry because it renders unusual service. And for those of you involved, we appreciate that. Do you not know we could not do what we do if it were not for you, many of you, we would not be the church that we're striving to be if it were not for your service. In fact, every weekend, it takes hundreds of people in order for us to do what we're able to do. I want you to take a look at some. Watch this. This was just last weekend. When I go to movies, I don't leave when it's over. I like to watch the credits. I want to see who's doing what. We need boldness to render unusual, unconventional service. These names changed from week to week. This was just last week. Hopefully your name is up there 
one of these weeks. Let's appreciatively applaud the Lord for Secondly, we need boldness to speak. We need boldness to speak. Notice what they said, Acts 5. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness. We need boldness to speak. So grant us, Lord, that we, your servants, may speak your word with all boldness. Notice, we don't need boldness to speak our political opinions. We don't need boldness to speak our social commentary. We are called with boldness to speak the word of God. We want to know what he thinks. Now, I got an opinion. I have social commentary. But that's not what you are here to hear me speak about you are here to hear me, to hear us speak about the Word of God. <clears throat> because he's the one who knows more about living than any man that's ever lived. We need boldness to speak to our foes, those who oppose us. But we also need boldness to speak to our family, those who are closest to us. We need boldness to speak to our foes, those who oppose us. I'm not going to speak any about that because Chad is gonna talk about that next week. But we do need boldness also to speak to our family, those that are closest to us. And they're the hardest sometimes to speak. And here's what Jesus said about it to embolden us. He said to his disciples, I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I'm under a heavy burden until it's accomplished. Do not, do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. Now that was not his intent. He was saying to us, that is what's going to happen when people have to choose between me and the world. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me, two against me, or two in favor of me and three against Father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against father, uh, daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Thank Jesus. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's hard enough. <laughs> but he's warning us. I need boldness to speak to family, those who are closest to me. What Jesus was saying is, I don't intend, but I didn't intend to bring this kind of division. It's just that sometimes when you have to choose between him and them, he says you're going to cause friction, controlled abrasiveness, and you'll have to correct. So we need boldness to speak at home, at work on the college campus, in our schools. And we need to pray for it, that God would give us wisdom, what to say, and boldness to actually say it. Not reckless, it's not abusive, it's not stupid, 
It's controlled abrasiveness. That's what the apostles prayed for. And then lastly, watch this. <clears throat> we need boldness to suffer. We need boldness to suffer. We don't like it, but it is a part of the human experience, and we need boldness. We need guts. We need nerves. We need temerity. We need to ask God to help us suffer. How many of you like to suffer? Maybe you didn't hear the question because nobody raised their hand. Of course not. But suffering is part and parcel of our fallen human condition. We can't get out of it, so we need to ask God for boldness to do it. Let me read a portion of this prayer for boldness. Because if we read it too soon, we will miss that the primary prayer was for them to have boldness to suffer because speaking the word of God would have caused that in that day. It would call it in this day. They wanted wisdom, uh, boldness to suffer. Notice they did not have one complaint about suffering when I read this prayer. Neither did they ask God not to let it happen again. Watch this. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. Nothing happens unless God allows it. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness because they knew it would cause suffering while you stretch out your hand and healing and signs and wonders are performed in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly, which led to more suffering. Notice that was no complaint. We need boldness to suffer. Notice they did not say, God, don't let it happen again. We need boldness to suffer. I know many of you are suffering now and certainly not making light of it, but we can learn by asking God to give us boldness so that we can suffer. Here's what Peter says. The same Peter wrote this later on, many years later. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that you are going through <clears throat> as if something strange was happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ and his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. If I'm honest with myself, I'm closest to God when I'm suffering. 
I learn more about myself when I'm suffering. I learn more about God in adversity than I do in prosperity. And I'm never closer to Christ who suffered for me than when I'm suffering. So do it with dignity. Do it with pause. Doing it knowing that I am suffering on his behalf. And while over here it may be difficult, over there rewards will be unparalleled. And it's just for a little time here. We have to be willing to suffer negative reaction. Because when we speak the word of God, when we live the word of God, everybody won't agree. We will have some negative reaction. How many of you like to be liked? But if you like to be liked too much, you will never be bold. We all like to be liked. But we can't like to be liked so much that we're not bold. We need boldness against negative reaction. We need boldness against physical and emotional pain. We need to ask God for boldness against physical and emotional pain. I've told you before that everybody sitting here listening to me or online, you're either in some trouble or suffering, or you're headed to some trouble or suffering, or you're coming out of some trouble or suffering, but none of us can avoid it. God had one son without sin, no sons without suffering. So Jesus said, if it happened to me, a green tree, it's going to happen to you too, who is a dry tree. And the apostle writes this, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't go through suffering naturally well. I need to pray for boldness to do it, even death. I need to pray for boldness to even die well. But here's the good news. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. That's why Peter says, he will never fail you. Not alone. Let me close with this story. I almost close with this story. That was the young buffalo named Walter. He asked his dad, is there anything that he should be afraid of? He said, only lions, my son. Well, if I ever see one, I'll turn and run as fast as I can, said Walter. No, that's the worst thing you can do. He said, I don't, I don't understand, dad. They're strong and they're scary and they'll try to kill me. Dad explained, Walter, if you run, the lions are too fast, and they'll catch you, and they'll swipe you with their powerful paw, jump on your unprotected back, and they will bring you down. So what should I do? Asked the young buffalo. Son, if you ever see a lion, stand your ground and show him that you're not afraid. He said, but dad, I am afraid. I know, but act like you're not. If he doesn't move away, show him your sharp horns and stomp the ground with your hoofs. If that doesn't work, move slowly toward him. And if that doesn't work, charge him and hit him with everything you got. He said, well, that's crazy. You said he's too strong and he will attack me back. 
And his dad said, look around, Walter. What do you see? And Walter looked around, and he saw the rest of the herd, 200 massive buffalo, buffaloes, all armed with sharp horns and huge shoulders. He said, son, if you're ever afraid, know that you are not alone. We are here. If you panic and run from your fears, we can't help you. But if you charge toward them, we'll charge right behind you. Walter breathed deeply and he nodded. Thanks, Dad, I understand. I like that story because you notice when they were threatened and arrested and released, that they went back to an assembly because they knew they were not alone. Not only will God not fail you, but there is an assembly, the royal family of God, the church. Look around, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. We'll help you. We need boldness to suffer. Thanks for listening to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. I'm Daniel Openizen, musical worship director. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe wherever you stream your podcast. To experience previous messages, videos, and our live worship service, visit our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.